Welcome to Pop Culture Federation. Hello and welcome to the Pop Culture Federation Podcast. I'm your host, Mikey. I'm Matt. And hi, my name is Ron. Today we're going to be talking about the MCU, and this is going to be MCU Phase 1. We're going to talk about all three phases of the MCU and what we just learned at D23. I'm sorry, not D23. Mar- uh, San Diego Comic-Con. And we're going to discuss that and what we will look like and what we want in the future. So we're going to give a little bit of background about each movie, uh, what we liked, what we didn't like, and then we're going to give the movie a grade. We're going to just list them out. We're going to go through each one, go talk about them high level. Eventually, I think we're going to do things like um, watch-alongs and do like live commentary and stuff like that. Yeah, eventually. So I think that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. So a little bit about the beginning of the history of Marvel and film. Um, so Marvel, for those of you who don't read the comics... Marvel really had a surge in the 80s and early 90s where you had the X-Men launch with the likes of uh, Jim Lee, uh, Todd McFarlane, Rob Liefeld. uh, All those cats were kind of like the who's who in comics at the time. And uh, Chris Claremont was around X-Men. The launch title was, uh, it was just called X-Men, was selling millions of copies each 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 issue um so marvel was booming um then comics kind of took a dive uh for various reasons we'll talk about them one day but marvel was in a little bit of financial trouble so they one of the things they did was they leased out the properties and titles for their movies to different studios so they were doing this um there was movies or i guess made for tv movies in the 70s and 80s, uh, there's a famously the 1994 Fantastic Four that never got released because it was so bad. There was a... I, <laughs> Wait, they didn't release a Fantastic Four movie because it was bad? It was awful. And then you could find there the were bootlegs. three other ones they it, did release? You, it was made you could find your bootlegs at your local Comic-Con. probably the best one. <laughs> <laughs> you could find your bootlegs at your local Comic-Con. Okay. Um... Then there was a, I know there was a Captain America movie, or made-for-TV movie, and that was bad. So, Starring J.D. Salinger's son. Is that true? That is factual. I think you're making that I'm up. Not making we, need that. A, we need an intern um, posting to be posted soon to fact-check that. Um, so, Marvel gave the licensing out to studios like Fox who had X-Men and Fantastic Four, and Sony famously with Spider-Man. So if you're talking about the news today, you know about Sony and Marvel and Disney. Uh, And that debacle that's going on. In 2007, a man named Kevin Feige, future friend of the show. Let's hope so. I really hope so. Please be my friend. At me. Please be our friend. We can just be acquaintances, Kevin. I don't really care. No. I want to take you out to dinner. Whoa, that's that's. I'll buy. Oh, okay. (laughs) 
Please make me Reed Richards. Anyway, uh, Kevin Feige was named Studio Chief in 2007 and realized Marvel still had the film rights to most of the Avengers characters. The idea was to have the films operate in a shared universe, and many of the films would tie into each other. Um, at the time of the first film, nobody knew if this was going to be a financial success or not, and they Marvel kind of took a gamble doing this on their own. They Sony was going strong with Spider-Man at the time. Um, the Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 1 and 2 did really, really well. 3 had a ton of hype, and it did not do well. It had potential. Venom sucked. Sandman was okay. Green Goblin 2 was unnecessary. Finger I loved, guns. I loved emo Peter Parker. Finger guns. They should have just did black suit. But, you know, I digress. The first movie that they decided to do was Iron Man. Iron Man premiered on May 2nd, 2008. Directed by John Favreau. Uh, Favreau. Favreau? Favreau? Favreau. 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 Uh, he directed movies such as Made, Elf, and Zathra, Space Adventure. And you didn't... Zathura. Chef! His best film. You forgot Chef. And Chef, his there best film. There you go. <laughs> Screenwriters Mark Fergus and Hawk Osby, who did Children of Men, which is a fantastic film. Cowboys and Aliens and the creators of the sci-fi drama The Expanse. Fun fact about that, by the way, that got resurrected by Amazon because Jeff Bezos' son was a gigantic fan. So, hmm. if you have a show that got canceled, just make sure a rich billionaire's kid really <laughs> likes your show. And they Who also that. happens to own his own production studio. So, I guess, I don't know, if Steve Jobs' kid really likes something, just hit up Tim Cook and be like, yo, put this on Apple Plus. <laughs> um, Art Markham and Matt Holloway, who did Shadow Fear, Punisher Warzone, Transformers Last Night, and Men in Black International... If these guys can have jobs, I'm sorry, then I think we can make a movie. Name one of those movies that's good. I don't think I've seen any of them. Um, you, know, you know what? That's hours of your life that wait, you glad that I'll never get did, back. So Did you say Cowboys and Aliens? No, no, no. That was a good movie. So was Children of Men. But the other two people made bad movies. Hmm. I want to disagree with you. I can't find something to disagree with you with. But I can't. <laughs> the movie was executive produced by Avi Arid and Kevin Feige, future friend of the show. Let's hope so. Um, Avi Arid was a, I believe he owned a toy company in the 90s, and he purchased a, a share of Marvel. Um, the toy company, I, it was like Toy Wiz or something like that, and they made those Spider-Man animated series figures that came out in the 90s. They had a run. Um his company was responsible for them. But you'll see his name tagged in on a lot of the credits for things like Spider-Man the Animated Series. Uh, he's, I think, credited in every single one of them. Uh, anyway, fun fact. The budget of this movie was $140 million. Which they probably thought was a lot at the time. <laughs> I mean, it was a lot. It still is a lot, if you think about it. In terms of like the future movies to come, yeah, it's not, but... If you look at like a regular, I don't know, James Hall Bob Strikes Back or James Hall Bob Reboot is not $140 million. Well, that's also a dude working out of a garage. This is a major motion picture studio. Don't talk about Kim Smith that way. I mean, he's our savior. I mean, that's how Clerks was made. Yeah. Kevin Smith is overrated trash. Uh, hot take. Wow, you are wrong. Sorry. Oh. You're from New Jersey, Rod. Oh. You Kevin can't Smith, say things like Kevin that. Smith is nothing but fantastic. Incorrect. Factually incorrect. 
No, he is a nice human being. I've met him three times, and he is super talented, extremely funny, and he's the inspiration for this show. You should thank him. Kevin Smith might be a nice guy, but he makes... He is a nice guy. Except for, like, two, maybe three films, he's not very good. Clerks, Dogma, Jane Silent Bob, Clerks 2, Chasing Amy... Mallrats. Jersey Girl. Cop Out. Alright. Those were bad. Zack and Mary make a porno. That's a good movie. No. Even Red State was good. <laughs> Alright. I'll give you the Walrus one. It was a little weird. And so was Yoga Hosers. But, you know, everybody's got... Look, those two guys who did Shadow Fear, Punisher Wars on Transformers last night and Men in Black International made crap. Those are hot garbage. Kevin Smith has way better movies than those guys, and he should have been one of the writers on this movie. I would take Punisher Warzone any day over the movies that Kevin Smith that directed that were not good, a.k.a. Dogma and Clerks. Everything else was and... pretty bad. Except for the one scene and Jay and Silent Bob strike back, and that's it. And I take your mother. So this movie starred Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark slash Iron Man. Robert Downey Jr. was not the man that we know today. And he was coming off a, I don't know how to put it nicely, a addiction spell, I guess. Sure. Uh, in and out of rehab. So Marvel took a gamble on him. I know there's a lot of memes out there if you look at how much he was paid for this movie compared to Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. Um it was uh, it, there's a quite a quite a jump in pay, but uh, one of the things I believe, and again we need this intern to fact check this, uh, that was wrote into the contract was he would get a part of their gross, like for future movies because they didn't know if it was gonna if it was gonna do well then yeah. he got paid, but if it wasn't gonna do well then he wouldn't get paid. So uh, I think it worked out for everybody in the end. <laughs> yeah, I think it worked out just fine for him. So <laughs> RDJ uh, is Iron Man everybody and i think that's something that he'll be known for for the rest of his life yeah and years to come terrence howard played colonel james rhodes Rhodey. jeff bridges is our antagonist as obadiah stain slash iron monitor and gwyneth paltrow plays pepper Potts. <laughs> so the plot of this movie kind of starts it all so uh tony stark is the um military industrial complex literally and he is selling weapons to the government and he gets captured by some bad guys and he gets put in a cave and eventually he makes the iron man suit uh, or crude one rather and then he has a re- revelation that he shouldn't be making weapons this is quite the tldr <laughs> <laughs> maybe i shouldn't be he was... doing this <laughs> He was blowing shit up, then stuck in a cave and was like, oh, I should build a suit to get out. Yeah, because that's the first thing everybody thinks of. Yeah, of course. Um, he had a uh, you know revelation that he should be making you know suits instead of bombs and missiles. And uh, he, uh, you know, oh, Jeff Bridges' character, Obadiah Stane, did not like that. And he wanted to make a bigger suit. I don't like this. <laughs> So what's the solution? So when somebody has a nice new toy, you just make a bigger one to destroy that one. Ah, uh, isn't capitalism grand? <laughs> it's great. And uh, at the end of the day, Tony Stark is the victor. And the famous line at the end of the movie, 
he goes to reveal to the press, he says, I am Iron Man. Spoilers, bro. Come on, dude. Um, I haven't even seen the film. I, I was actually getting to that. The reason why I'm not going real into the plot is because if you're listening to this, you've probably watched all of these. And if you haven't, you should. These are... I don't think there's any bad movie in the MCU, Ron. I know what you're going to say, so don't say, say it. Say what, um, That's an opinion and that his, you can have. And his opinions are wrong. Well, I also... <laughs> anyway. So... Uh, um, the at the end of the movie he reveals that he is Iron Man and the famous line I am Iron Man so this is the one that started it all the movie made 585.2 million dollars okay. which I'm sure they were like tap dancing <laughs> oh it was too. ecstatic they were going nuts for this champagne bottles galore um, this movie's success ushered in tons of others and we gonna we are eventually going to do a watch along with it. I think really go into it. I think this is one of the ones we should do. Yeah. Did um, you hear that, America? We're gonna watch this film with you, me, you, and them. Me, them. Yeah, you, they, <laughs> it, he, she, it. it. It's twenty nineteen. So Matt, what do you? Jesus. Uh, <laughs> So, one of the other movies that came out later this year, in 2008, was The Dark Knight. Uh, I think, at the time, everybody was looking forward to The Dark Knight because of Heath Ledger's Joker. This it, The movie just had an awe to it. Um, and it was really, really highly anticipated. So, I think Iron Man wasn't... People weren't looking forward to it as much because of The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Turned out to be a wild success, which is great because it ushered in the MCU. I think looking back in 2019, Iron Man is the more significant and remembered film than Dark Knight. I disagree with that. I would disagree with that I, as well. But they're Not two, for the year. I'm talking about just in general. Yeah, and I'm disagreeing with yeah. you. I think that... Go on. I mean, Iron Man is a good comic book movie. I would argue that Dark Knight is just a good film. Like, it's not... I wouldn't call Dark Knight necessarily a superhero movie because it's not really that flashy, which is kind of the point Christopher Nolan was trying to do. He was trying to make it in a more gritty and realistic world. And because of that, I think all the all the characters are more realistic in their motivations, etc. Like, what is Iron Monger's thing? I want to build a bigger suit because fuck Tony Stark. <laughs> Whereas the Joker's like, I want to blow up the world because I feel like it. So, <laughs> I think Batman, not Superman or Wonder Woman, but Batman and the Nolan universe is a more realistic take on something that could happen in real life. You could have this rich dude with a bunch of nice toys um, fighting crime. I guess that's possible. Um, you could have a crazy psychopath dress up like a clown and just kill people. Yeah, also possible. Look at Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. Is that not a perfect simile? God, can can you imagine if the two of them actually were like superheroes and supervillains just fighting each other at night and who, we didn't know about it? Who would be who? Oh jeez. Um, Musk would try to be the superhero and end up being the supervillain. I think no, I think they'd actually end up both being supervillains trying to be superheroes. No, Jeff Bezos is the supervillain. Well. 
Musk but, is mean, a perfect Tony Stark delivery. because he thinks he's doing the right thing, when in reality he is just messing everything up further. <laughs> I don't know. Elon Musk would definitely be the hero because he's science. So, I I honestly think if you look back though, the MCU has way more prominence than the Nolan verse. MCU as a whole. I think that's recency bias on your yeah, part. Yeah, I I think that the Nolan verse is way more influential Whoa. than the Marvel. Big than most of the Marvel movies. I so I think that, I talk about it holistically. I think in terms of Endgame made almost three billion dollars. Yeah, but they don't show that in film classes. Going, this is how you make movies. They do that with Dark Knight mm-hmm. and Batman All Begins. Right, I'm not talking like Iron Man is a cinematic masterpiece. Batman. That's yeah. what we're arguing. Oh, okay, was it, sure. Was that not your argument? Holy crap, that was yeah. horrible English. <laughs> no, it was not my argument at all. My argument was, like, which one had more notoriety on pop culture, hence the name of the podcast called Pop Culture Federation. Oh, Iron Man, definitely. Oh, well, in my, in my federation, it is still the Dark Knight. In my federation, Shawn Michaels is still WWF oh, champion. God, your federation sucks. Wow, you Ron no screwed taste. Ron. <laughs> Ron screwed Ron. You're right. That's the theme of the show. Well, I mean, it kind of speaks for itself. I just looked it up, and in America alone, Dark Knight pretty much made Iron Man's whole box office. Yeah. Because Dark Knight made $535 million in the United States, whereas Iron Man 1 made World 585 there but that being said there's still a marvel cinematic universe going on whereas whatever the hell Zack snyder is doing just running around throwing superheroes against the wall and saying this is art and, and mike to to actually help out your point i mean avatar is the highest grossing movie of all time but does can, can anyone even name the lead character of that movie i think you're wrong it's the second highest well, grossing film is. of all time before the avengers endgame um, the lead actor was Sam Worthington. No, what was the character's name? Oh, I have no idea. That movie made two and a half billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you who was in it. Great, that's fine. Name Sam, a sing- Sam Worthington, name, Sigourney Weaver. Name a single named character in that movie. Just one. I don't care who it is. Uh, line. <laughs> Well, I what I thought of Iron Man one, get, trying to get back on track. What grade would you give it? Uh, I'd probably give it a B. Fair. I think it's a really good first movie. Um, I mean, it sets up what is to come of the universe. Um, but I think it's pretty solid. I think it is pretty rewatchable now, even having it be almost twelve years old. Wow, that's a funny thought. Jesus. Yeah. It's oh, wow, nuts. it is 12 years old. I was in middle school when it came out. I was graduating high school. I think I was in second grade. I was about to graduate high school. Yeah. What do you think, Ron? Uh, Iron Man, the movie. Uh, the grade that I would give it would probably be... I, don't know, I can't use minuses, right? Nope. Now this is college class. I guess I would have to say an A, then. Why? Oh, it was good. 
Hashtag analysis. <laughs> Thanks for that. Uh, yeah, I, I think it just, you know, uh, as a film, regardless of whether or not it was, like, basically made to set up the Marvel Cinematic Universe and make boatloads of money, I, I think, like, overall, it's just uh, a good film about, you know, what war can do to someone, like, not thinking about the, the consequences of it, like, the human consequences of it. And it's also a comic book film. I'm going to go with B. I think it was a great way to start off what we ended up getting. And I think that they hit all the story points. I think they hit all the themes, the tones. I think that for a first try, they hit a home run. Um, and I don't think it was... The, the B grade is compared to the other MCU movies a little bit. I think at the time... I was expecting a dud, but we got something that was great. It's definitely above but you average. got a stud. Yeah, no, we did. But there's no S. So they don't get an S. <laughs> so we got a stud, man. The fact that there is no S, you know, besides that movie, I think, like, really speaks to this, like, the whole franchise, you know? It was, I mean, it was, and it was coming off of the heels of Spider-Man 3, the year prior, the Fantastic Four movies. Rise of the Silver Surfer. I don't know if the Rise of the Silver Surfer was, was before that or after that. It was before. Was it before? And X-Men 3, too. X-Men, X-Men 3. 3, that debacle in 2006? 5, 6? Something like that? 6. So, yeah, that was... Hmm. But, you know, and the only good thing we had going at the time was Batman Begins... Because prior to that, the most previous good superhero movie was Spider-Man 2, X2. And do you want to know how little I paid attention to comic book movies at that time? Uh, I was supposed to go out to see uh, The Dark Knight with some friends. And I was just sitting in my room uh, at the time. I think I was I was in like high school. I was like, man, I haven't seen the latest Batman movie. I wonder where I can see it. And then I had just happened to turn on FX. And FX just happened to play it. So I watched uh, the, the most recent Batman movie, like, just sitting in my room eating a Hot Pocket. And I was like, hmm, this actually made this, this, this is not bad. So next, following the heels of Iron Man, was on June 13th, 2008, The Incredible Hulk. Wow. Damn. Years, just a month after? Yeah, years before, they had Ang Lee's version of Hulk, which did not do so well. But I haven't seen it in many, many years, probably since around the time of The Incredible Hulk, so it was a good 12 years. Um, so I can't really say if that movie held up in any way. <laughs> but this movie was directed by Lois, Lewis, sorry, Lewis Litterer, the Transporter series and Clash of the Titans, screenwritten by Zach Penn, who did Last Action Hero, Men in Black, X2, X3 Avengers, Ready Player One, and he's involved in Suicide Squad 2 and the Booster Gold movie. This guy has a stacked resume with some stacked movies. Uh, executive producer, Avery Rabbit, Galen Hurd, famous for The Walking Dead, and our future friend of the show, Kevin Feige. Hi, Kevin. Hey, Kev. Hi, Call Kevin. Call me. <laughs> At me. <laughs> the budget for this movie was $150 million. The box office gross was $263.4 million. Yikes. Compared to the other movies in the MCU, this is... This is the lowest, I this believe. This is the lowest, yeah. By and far. and it's still doubled it, or almost doubled its budget. 
Right. I mean, <laughs> I think people still had a bad taste in their mouth from the previous Hulk movie. Um, and the and Hulk, it was a month after well, the Hulk, Iron Man. The Hulk as a character never... I mean, he was strong during certain peaks in his uh, existence, but he didn't live... He was always in the shadows of the Spider-Man, the Wolverine type character. Yeah, but Hulk's strongest up um, there is. He but, is, but I don't think Hulk is strong enough character to carry his own film. <laughs> well, I think the pro well, yes. <laughs> Hulk can't carry weight to the whole production team. Uh, I also probably think that this movie didn't make as much money because of the Ang Lee Hulk. And Iron Man 1 is probably still in theaters as this movie is in it. Right, and Dark Knight is just around the corner. Yeah, so people are probably like, why would I want to go see another superhero film, like, a month after I saw Iron Man? If they saw Iron Man. Right. If only they knew. Uh, this movie starred Edward Norton as Bruce Banner, uh, Liv Tyler as Betty Ross, Lou Ferrigno as the Hulk, Tim Roth as Emil Blonsky slash Abomination, and William Hurt as Thunderbolt Ross, who will be the only character to return in future MCU films. Well, only oh, I'm actor. sorry. Actor to appear in future MCU films. The Hulk appears, but with a different actor. <gasps> TBD. Really? So, the plot of this movie is pretty much the United States government trying to find the Hulk uh, and Edward Norton and take him down. Hulk, uh, Edward Norton is trying to find a cure to cure the Hulk illness if you want to call it that and is starts off in brazil trying to escape and then ends up going back to the united states to work with a scientist um william hurt thunderbolt ross gives emil blonsky the uh bootleg version of the super soldier serum and he becomes the abomination who is sort of kind of sort of not really the antagonist of the movie next to the united states government I wonder if they were trying to send a message. <laughs> anyway. Mike, they were not trying to make any statements about war. It's not like any of their movies have been about war. I mean, look at Iron Man, the one that we just reviewed. I mean, did that thing even touch anything about war? Come on now. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Kind of, sort of, not really. And this movie, I'm not going to lie to you, I like it. I would give it a, a C. I think it's straight up average. It's not bad. It's not great. But I enjoy it. I watch it whenever it's on. I think Edward Norton played a believable Bruce Banner. I think all the casting was pretty good. Um, I think Abomination should have been a little bit... Came a little bit sooner. Been a little bit better of a villain. Uh, Thunderbolt Ross, William Hurt, did a great job. Um, I think that's part of the reason why we see him in future movies. And, um, I think they, I'm not sure they knew where they were going with this in, in terms of writing and where it would fit. I don't think they, when they did it, they thought it would be a part of a bigger universe. I think it was like, kind of could be because the after credit scene, we do see Tony Stark walk into a bar and he meets Thunderbolt Ross and he talks about putting together a team. <gasps> so they do foreshadow the Avengers in here um, but you know for what it is it's not bad it's on TV I watch it but I don't really go out of my way to put it on what do you think Ron? Uh, I would probably give this movie um, probably a C plus 
uh, honestly, when this movie came out, I actually preferred it over Iron Man originally, so please do not... I also agree. <laughs> at the time, at the time, I thought it was better. I liked the character of the Hulk better than yeah. I did uh, Iron Man. I still do. Also, Edward still Norton do. is one of my favorite actors, so... Um, but in hindsight, it's, it's decent. It's not great. It throws you off a little bit because, like, the plot lines and all of the characters... Sorry, all of the actors except for Thunderbolt Ross, you know, they're not even mentioned anymore. But, um, yeah, as the movie itself, it's decent, decent action, decent plot. It's handled decent. Um, quick, real quick, favorite Edward Norton movie? Uh, American History X. Ooh, Thanks. good choice. What about you? I prefer Rounders. Red Dragon. He was in Red Dragon? Yeah. Red Dragon is was the... my second favorite song for the mm-hmm. Lions film. Wait, he was in the Hannibal movie? Yeah, he was the main he character. Was, uh, oh god, I forget. Will? Oh wait, I don't think I. He saw... was Clarice. No, he was not I don't think I saw that. I think I just saw Hannibal. Oh my god! If I, don't <clears> I don't think I saw Red right Dragon. It's Will something. Hold on. Mine is Rounders for him. I thought that was a great movie. I haven't seen Rounders. If you makes you want to go play cards. Matt Damon's in it. Oh, Matt Damon. There's a lot of people in that movie. If I Will Graham. Ex-FBI agent Will Graham. Okay, cool. Yeah, he's like the Clarice. Yes. Yeah. Matt, what do you think about the Hulk? So this grade is um, me looking back on it and seeing all the other movies. I'm going to give this one a D. I think it's in the lower tier of all the Marvel films. Wow. Um, it... To me, it's just not memorable. The only thing that I remember about it is that Edward Norton's in it, and now he's not in the MCU anymore. Um, but at the time, weren't you like five, six years old? Like, what did the young Matt think? I thought, wow, Dark Knight's going to be a great movie. <laughs> I didn't see this movie in theaters, so... Yeah. Fair. I mean, The first time I watched it, it was on like FX when I was in college, and I was like, ooh, I should probably watch this. And I was like... I'm kind of sad I did. FX does have the movies, though. Yeah. Somebody's there trying to calculate your age right now. But like, oh, if you were six years old when this came out. But he was when, in middle when school. He, when did he go to college? <laughs> if you take the X and subtract the Y and take the derivative of that. I'm 36. <laughs> I'm 30. But yeah, I'd give it a D. I, I mean, it's okay. If it's on TV, I'll watch it. But that's only because I'm a boring human being. So, so far we're two films in, and at thinking back into 2008, 2009 version of me, uh, I'm buying comics, The Dark Knight, Iron Man, and Hulk, got me back into it, uh, had a job with, you know, part-time job with income, so, so, I mean, you know, income for a part-time job, to spend money on comics, part-time job uh, reading them, getting real into it. Thinking, okay, if if reading all the magazines and before the internet, I mean, the internet was around, but like before, you know, it was like in your face, shoved down your throat with knowledge of information all the time when newsprint was still a thing. Um, they were talking about what the Avengers movie could be, what's coming out, and all the future other ones, and they were casting people too. So in 2009, we did not get an MCU movie. But in May 7, 2010, we got Iron Man 2. So before we get any other Avengers characters besides the Hulk, we get a second Iron Man movie already. Hey, Mikey. This was 
uh, yes, a sir. fun fact. The only two MCU characters to have two movies in a single phase are Spider-Man and Iron Man. I did not facts, know that. Facts, facts, facts. I have that. a fun fact for Iron Man 2. Terrence Howard looks a lot different. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> this was directed by John Favreau. That wasn't in my notes. Screen- what? Screen- <laughs> Screenwritten by Justin Thoreau, who starred in HBO's Leftover series. Executive produced by a future friend of the show, Kevin Feige, at me. Budget, $200 million. Box office gross, $623.9 million. Did a little bit better than Iron Man 1. Uh, starring, returning, Robert Downey Jr., Gwyneth Paltrow, not Terrence Howard as Colonel mm. James Rose's war machine. Instead, he was replaced by Don Cheadle. He's probably making his new math at the time. Uh, Scarlett Johansson makes her debut as Natasha Romanoff. Sam Rockwell plays Justin Hammer. Mickey Rourke, who was fresh off The Wrestler from a couple years before. I want my bird. <laughs> Ivan Vanko slash Whiplash. And we also get Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Uh, dude, Sam, Sam Rockwell. Isn't that guy in the movie who's just like, hey, man, let's eat some salmon carpaccio. That's my favorite line in the movie. Thanks for that. So this movie... <laughs> so the plot of this movie is just... It starts off with it kind of being shitty, and it further goes into... <laughs> Um, they kind of bring back the World's Fair kind of idea, and then they ruin it by making it even more shitty. And they kind of top it off with Ivan Vanko and, and Whiplash coming in I want my with some hammer tech. He wants his Daniel parrot, and he's you know blowing stuff up or whipping stuff up, <laughs> and it ends up they beat him, and it was a terrible. And I'm just going to say this movie's a big F. It's the worst of the entire MCU. It sucks. Do not waste your life. I'm kidding. This movie's fantastic. I, what? I, yeah, no, I really changed my I changed my opinion. I'm sorry. You like you're like, wow, wow. My opinion is so wrong. No, this movie's great. It, it gets a lot of really bad rap. Um it everybody hates on it as it being so bad. I think Mickey Rourke did a really great job as a villain. Um, it kind of brings a you know Russia versus U.S. vibe. He his father got wronged by Stark. I want his family. Um, he kind of takes revenge, builds his own type of suit. Uh, Justin Hammer is the rival comp has Hammer Tech rival company to Stark Industries. They he wants the U.S. contract. Iron Man is developing more as a character. He's becoming. He's really defining what a superhero is in the eyes of the people and governments in the MCU. While um, he's also dying at the same time. He is. So he has to build a new arc reactor. Um, honestly, I think this movie gets a really bad rep for no reason. Um, I think it's. I think it's really good for what it is. I think it's. I'm gonna give it a B plus. It's a little bit better <laughs> than Iron Man one. I think the villain is stronger. I think it develops more into what the MCU is going to be. I think a lot of things in this movie are overlooked. Is it cinematic perfection like The Dark Knight? No. Is it a better made film than the first Iron Man? No. 
does it further fuel and develop what the MCU is and kind of lay the groundwork for future things? There's a lot of hints in here from stuff that's going to be, we don't see until Age of Ultron. I want my bird. Yes, he does. <laughs> and he gets it. <laughs> or he gets a bird. Does he get a salmon carpaccio? And <laughs> I'm going to give this one a B plus. At the time, it was my favorite of the three that were out. What is wrong um, with you? <laughs> Yeah, we don't have the same taste in many things you and I have coming to learn. So I went with you first last time. Well, let me get my opinion out of the way just so you and you two can go at it. Go. So I didn't think this movie was that good, but being the person that I am, being a boring human being, I rewatched it recently. The movie's not as bad as I thought it would. Like you said, there's some good development. They do great introductions of... Scarlet Joe as Black Widow, and they make Rhodey, you know, a cool character with War Machine coming in. Like the whole battle sequence at the end, where the t- where Iron Man and War Machine are fighting, is really cool. Um, the one with Natasha and uh, Happy too, when they're fighting the bad guys. Yeah, I that was cool. Like you yeah, saw yeah. Natasha kick ass, and like you saw what character she was going to become. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, she's awesome. Yeah, like they. It's a really, it's a solid movie. Um, but again, like in terms of my grading, thinking of all the other ones, I'll probably give it a C. Um, just because I do think that one is better still. Um, but that being said, like if you asked me before, like a couple of weeks ago, I probably would have given it like a D or an F. But I think a C is a good movie for it. It's average. I agree with that. I think as a movie, it's average. Personally, me, I gave it a B plus for like a personally, I like it. Uh, it's my favorite of the Iron Man ones, I think. Um, go ahead. Just go. Get him, Ron. Okay. Go ahead. Well, uh, first off, what the hell is wrong with you? The best Iron Man movie is Iron Man 3. Um, we can argue that later. But this movie gets... Geez, no minuses, right? No. Oh can I give it like a slash, like C slash D plus? All sure. right, I'll yeah, this it. movie was balls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, probably bottom five MCU for me. Uh, let me say this: like, it's not horrid. Like, I'm I'm not trying to like be a total contrarian, like, but this thing is like not that great. Its rewatchability is kind of poor, and you know they waste uh, Kate Mara in the MCU on just like a random like two line cameo. Um, but yeah, no, this movie's this movie's kind of bad. It's also, isn't this movie a retelling of some Anne Rand book? As isn't what? this movie like a uh, a retelling of like Atlas Shrugged or something like that? I'm I pretty know. sure it is. Pretty sure it's not. That movie's about the apocalypse. Do the Google. We need an intern for this. <laughs> yeah, applications are now being accepted. <laughs> so. Okay, fair. Again, I know you like to agree with the populace. That's fine. You can't form your own opinion. I respect that. There's a lot of people like you out there. That's fine. Moving on, we get our next new character, Thor. Premiered May 6, 2011. Directed by Kenneth Branagh. Actor is Arliss Loveless in the Wild Wild West movie. No idea. Until I looked this up for research. But 
It was screenwritten by Ashley Edward Miller and Zach Stantz, who did X-Men First Class. Fantastic movie. And Don Payne, Fantastic Four 2, and some several Simpsons episodes. Executive produced by Kevin Feige, my future best friend. Budget of $150 million. Box office gross, $449.3 million. It stars Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Natalie Portman as Jane Foster. Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Stellan Skarsgård as Eric Selvig. Idris Elba as Heimdall. Rene Rousseau as Frigga. Anthony Hopkins as Odin. And Jeremy Renner as Clint Barton. Hawkeye. So this movie, I don't think he was called that yet. I don't think he's called that ever. Hawkeye. He's Clint Barton. Wait, Hawkeye? He's called Hawkeye in The Avengers. I, are you sure? Intern. Go check. I actually know what moment it is, too. <laughs> yeah, because you've seen the film three million hey, times. Hey, you're right. So... This movie introduces us to Thor and the type of character that he is, who is a very different contrast to what he becomes. You're right when you say that, Mikey. It's the eyebrows. Definitely. (laughs) And the hair gets a little bit darker. (laughs) That's a good one. We kind of get the... We get the relationship with Loki and Thor, as well as... This is a god. A literal god that is in the MCU. We can see start to see the type of power level that we're dealing with in these characters. Uh, Loki, the trickster that he is, is... I love how you say Loki. <laughs> Loki. <laughs> is dealing with frost giants and various other... Uh, brings them in. He sends a giant robot to Earth. Thor gets kind of kicked out of Asgard. He goes to Earth, meets Jane Foster. Uh... It has very funny moments uh, in the movie, um, especially when he when he's like, bring me a horse, and they go to the pet store, try to find one. Another! Um, and he just throws the beer on the ground and the, breaks the glass. It's great. Uh, casting is pretty good for this movie. Um, Tom Hiddleston later reprises his role several times in Thor movies as well as Avengers movies, and he actually plays one of the main villains in Avengers. <gasps> Spoilers. Spoiler. It's... I think for an origin story, it's a little weak. Uh, it's a little weak in kind of just like out of the ones we've seen so far. Uh, I would give it a C. I can't see. It's average. It's good, not great. It's It just gets there. It's just more of introducing the character, introducing his world, introducing his side characters, and what we can expect I think the evolution of Thor throughout the MCU is one of the more important character developments that we do see. And I think Thor plays a very important role. And I think his development is important. Um, I think this this movie starts at all. We kind of get a background of him and what he is and how he starts. And after Endgame, we will see what he becomes. So that's my take. Yours? Uh, Thor. Um, C+. Plus. I mean, like, the movie, if you can stay awake, is actually pretty good. Um, the fact that you have to say that... <laughs> no, seriously, if you can stay awful. awake during this movie, it's a pretty good movie. It's it's kind of like a... Um, it's William Shakespeare with gods and fighting. Well, more fighting than Shakespeare. And 
I thought this movie was was pretty Not good. Not true. I think this is one of the worst movies Marvel has made. I think it's so boring. There's nothing about this movie that this movie nothing happens. Like they. Do you not see them fight Did the first you, giant? You not yeah, and then what happens giant after? Ro- giant robot? Yeah, I wasn't awake the whole time. Yeah, How's that my fault? No. Or their fault? That's it's not. a terrible movie. You I think Kat Denning's problem. character is the worst character yeah, in the MCU. Yeah. She calls Thor Bjolner Meow Meow. I rest <laughs> in my case. This movie gets an F. It's one wow. of those. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Although I will say, there's only do. one movie that's an F on this entire franchise, sir, and we're not there yet. I'm sure there's gonna be a couple for me. Don't. Ah, uh, this is this is just bad. I just don't like the movie. Like it's just not good. Nothing happens. The plot where Thor needs to like become humbled it happens again in Ragnarok. Just better. I don't know. It's just bad. And the fact that Ron said, if you stay awake for this movie, it's okay. What? That, yeah. How many times have you started watching that movie and fall asleep? Never. Well, you're, eh, whatever. Right. Plus his eyebrows are weird. <laughs> Your eyebrows are weird, but we don't say anything. At least you could see my eyebrows. Okay, when you look like that without your shirt on, come back. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> and the last solo film on this list for Phase 1. Oh my god, one, can I, can I, can we I, get I into fucking, the, can I do it? Can I explain the plot? Do you want to give all the background and feedback yeah. too, or are you just going to okay, go? So, Cap America, the first <laughs> Avenger, was released on July 22nd, 2011. That currently is a year. Uh, directed by Joe Johnston, who directed one of my favorite films of all time, The Rocketeer, one of my most hated movies of all time, Jurassic Park 3, and one of my most average movies of all time, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Screen written by Marcus and McFeely. Uh, executive produced by the man who one day will ask us for a restraining order, Kevin Feige. Uh, the... I love you, Kevin. Uh, budget $140 million. Box office is surprisingly low, $370 million. Wow. 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 The movie stars Chris Evans as Steve Rogers slash Captain America. Tommy Lee Jones as Chester Phillips. Isn't he like lieutenant or colonel? Whatever. Uh, Hugo Weaving as Johann Schmidt, a.k.a. The Red Skull. Oh, Captain, I'm the Red Skull. <laughs> uh, Haley Atwell plays Peggy Carter. Uh, Sebastian Stan plays Bucky. <laughs> Who the hell is he? And then uh, Dominic Cooper. Uh, so the plot of the movie, um, it's pretty basic. So Captain America is just like this. He's your average teenager, and he's just like, oh, man, I want to fight in the war. Yeah, so he's all, he's all like, scrawny and, like, a little shit. And he's like, oh, man, I want to I wanna fight in the war. And then his friend Bucky's like, nah, man, that, no, no. And then, like, like a German <laughs> scientist is like, oh, I'm going to take you. I'm going to make you big, strong. And then Captain America's like, I don't like bullies. And then, like, he gets the serum and, and like, another German is like, I'm going to kill um, fucking, what's his name? The guy from The Devil Wears Prada, whose name I'm forgetting. 
Stanley yeah, Tucci. Guy. And then, like, Captain America is like, oh, no, Stanley Tucci. And then Stanley Tucci is like, it's your heart, kid. <laughs> and then Captain America is like, okay, I'm going to go jump in a river. And so he goes, jumps in a river and catches a boat. And then, like, all the senators are like, we're going to use you to make people buy war bonds. And Captain America is like, I'm going to draw a monkey because I'm sad. And then Peggy Carter is all like, you can <laughs> you can do things, you know. And Captain America is like, really? And so he hops out of a plane and then he saves Bucky. And Bucky's like, holy shit, who are you? And Steve is like, I'm, I'm Steve. And Bucky's like, yeah, wow. And then, <laughs> and then Bucky, like falls out of a train and dies quote unquote and then captain america is like "Ooh, i'm gonna get you the red skull and the red skull is like no you're not and then like like the red skull like does not get him and then captain america flies a plane into iceland and like then like you know at the end of the movie he like is resurrected and captain america meets nick fury and nick fury is like yo there's some aliens coming we need you and captain america's like Okay. And that's the plot. Uh, the grade is an A. <laughs> so I think that plot alone... Bravo. That plot alone gets a gets an A. But this movie is a solid B+. Explain your A. Um, I just think it's a solid movie that has gotten better with age and rewatchability. Um, yeah, so pretty much like you know who this character is from like the first five minutes of the film and it's got some really good action i will admit probably the reason it doesn't get like a full-on a a plus is the red skull is pretty underwritten and i would definitely like to have seen more of that but you you know who bucky is you know who steve is you know who peggy is and you know like what steve's values are and what he wants to be as a hero and you know i think it's just a solid film this is the second best phase one movie gets an a uh i'd have to agree it's the second best phase one movie it's the b plus though it's uh <clears throat> it's the second best origin movie in the entire mcu uh yeah second best tied for second best it's solid all around i mean there's really nothing wrong with the villain they make the red skull kind of weak um but uh, it's the first time we're introduced to an infinity stone also no it's not e- no, it's not. The end of yeah, the Thor? end of Thor, the post credit scene, Thor. Yeah, but who stays for those? People who don't fall asleep. <laughs> People who actually do fall asleep and wake up. Yeah, they wake up for the after credit scene. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just good. I don't really have anything like great to say about. It. You just kind of summed it up pretty well. It's Chris Evans. I think was a great choice. I think John Cena might have been a Shut little up. bit better. Um, uh, <laughs> what? will always be Johnny Storm. I'm just glad it wasn't John Krasinski. I wouldn't have hated that. That's playable. Yeah, but then we wouldn't have gotten Chris Evans. Which I think Chris Evans is, like, perfect for this. Second to John Cena, yeah. Uh, I think Chris Evans is perfect for this. Chris Evans is a damn good he's Captain America. He's perfect as Johnny Storm. But, I mean, if... He's the ass of America. Oh, no, he's definitely the second best Captain America. Johnny uh, John Cena would have been first. For sure. But, anyway. Um... This movie... This movie has the best line in the whole entire MCU. Just Tommy Lee Jones going, I ain't kissing you. <laughs> Actually, I don't think that's his oh, best I... line. I like the line where, like, Skinny Steve, like, 
like goes onto the grenade, the fake grenade, and then he like looks at the Devil Wears Prada guy, and he's like, he's still skinny. <laughs> Stanley Tucci. <laughs> I think that scene, as well as the scene with the flagpole, are pretty much the two scenes of the movie that really define who Captain America, or Steve Rogers is. Mm-hmm. Um, the flagpole scene where he finds a creative way around a problem, and he's just so nonchalant about it that he it really fits who he is and then the grenade is just showing what the extent that he's willing to go to to help others even people that make fun of him and and put him down he will do the right thing and that's what captain america as a character is he's also he, he defines it very well very well written he's also one of the very few films where his origin story isn't him being like, wow, I'm a dickhead, I should stop. <laughs> also true. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much all the other ones are like, wow, I'm a dickhead. Now I'm not. <laughs> Hooray! I've learned not to be a dickhead, so that way I can be a hero. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. So, that brings us to the... Oh, wait, there's one more. <gasps> The next movie is the end of... How could of... you forget this one? <laughs> oh my god, can I please the next do this movie... one, please? You can just I did please the last one. do this one, though? Mm, I don't know, Ron. You gotta, you gotta want it. But my plot explanation is so good. Oh no, you could do the plot explanation if I could just do the rundown. So, The Avengers, the first superhero team-up movie, premiered May 4th, 2012, directed and screenwritten... Mystery Men, starring Ben Stiller. Come on, man. You're correct. You're right. My fault. My bad. I redact my statement. If you consider Robin a hero, Batman and Robin. Also true. You're correct. Both of you. Directed by Joss, Re- Joss Whedon, famous for creating Buffy the Vampire, the Buff- Buffy the Vampire Slayer series. Executive produced by my friend Kevin Feige. Budget... My future friend, Kevin Feige, redacted. <laughs> Budget of $220 million. Box office, $1.519 billion with the B. With, with the, B. the B. Dollars. That's a lot of money. Uh, it is, at the time, the highest grossing superhero movie of all time. If only they knew. Oh, if only. Um, Endgame is almost double. <laughs> almost. And, like, the amount that it's missing to be, like, doubles, I think, negligible at this point. It's just $200 million, which is, like, nothing compared to how much it's grossed. Oh, it's just, you know, the box office of Hulk. (laughs) (laughs) This movie starred Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Tom Hiddleston, Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner. Wow, Edward Norton looks different. (laughs) He does. Uh, There was a... They did not want Edward Norton... Uh, the rumor, word on the street, rumored innuendo, thank you Conrad Thompson, is that Edward Norton wanted too much say in the character and the writing and all that. And he doesn't do sequels, difficult to work with, etc, etc. So Mark Ruffalo was brought in. Mark Ruffalo does a wonderful job as Bruce Banner. And we're all very happy and pleased. And I met him and he's a nice man. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson, Jeremy Renner, Clark Gregg as Agent Coulson plays a more prominent role in this film. Colby Smulders is introduced as Agent oh. Maria Hill. And that's how I met your mother. <laughs> wow, that would have been epic. <laughs> it would have been better than that the ending. That would have been a better ending than that garbage we got. 
Uh, Stellan Skarsgård and Samuel Hayes. L. Jackson. <coughs> Ronald, take us away with the plot. So the movie begins where Samuel L. Jackson is like, hey, Stellan Skarsgård, I got this cube. And Stellan Skarsgård is like, the cube is misbehaving. And then he's like, what the hell are you talking about? It's a cube. And then Hawkeye is like, doors don't open both ways. Or do they? And then Loki's like, <laughs> And then he's like, I'll take you, Hawkeye. And, you know, with the, with the scepter thing. And Stellan Skarsgård, because you're such a damn good actor and then colson's like oh man nick fury what are we gonna do and then nick fury just like looks right at the camera and then the it's always sunny in philadelphia music place and it's like avengers and so robert downey jr is all like oh man i don't want to be on the team because you didn't want me on the team and then colson is like Oh, um, yeah, we need you. And then Natasha Romanoff is just, like, on the phone, like, kicking these three guys' ass while she's in a chair. And then um, Bruce Banner is all like, hey, you're trying to flirt with me. And then Black Widow is like, oh, you caught me. Here's a gun to your face. And then they take him. And then, like, Captain America's all like, hey, Coulson. And then Coulson's like, I watch you while you were naked. And the Captain America was like, okay. And then so they go on the ship, and then Nick Fury is like, I need you all to come together to be some sort of suicide <clears throat> Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, what's called Hulk hulks out. Because Loki is like, ooh, I have an evil plan. I totally skipped the part where Thor comes. <laughs> yeah, Thor, Thor comes at one point. And you want me to put the hammer down? <laughs> and Captain America's like, oh, don't you put that hammer down. <laughs> put that thing back where it came from, or so help me. <laughs> and then Thor is like, no. You have 30 so seconds. Anyway, yeah, so like everyone leaves the ship because they're hurt or something like that. And then Nick was like, there was an idea to put together heroes. Also, Coulson is dead. And so <laughs> the. The Avengers get together in New York City, and then Hulk is like, I'm always angry. And then he punches the biggest threat that is, like, coming to them. So, obviously, the Avengers have the biggest weapon, and it's, like, it's so easy for them until, like, a bunch of those Chitari come down. And then Loki's like, send the rest. And then, like, the Avengers do some things, and eventually Iron Man takes a bomb and bombs the people, and all the Chitari die at the same time. Anyway, so Avengers win, and Nick Fury is like... Uh, hey, we need the Avengers. And then, like, the World Security Council guy is like, well, when will we need them again? And he's like, because we'll need them again. And then the movie ends, and then Thanos is like, I'm gonna get you. And they eat shawarma. Oh, yeah, shawarma. I really wonder if shawarma sales increased after that. Definitely. Absolutely. I hope so. A-plus. Shawarma's delicious. Shawarma. A-plus. Explain. I mean, it's the best movie if it wasn't for the avengers we wouldn't have all the other movies yeah it's no but okay i i get i think i get where you're coming from i don't know it's a very good movie it's the first time that they've had a cast this stacked with a movie this filled with nutrients (laughs) and have it be a and have it be this delicious entree Remember when we thought that this movie had too many stars in it and it wouldn't work? Yes. Oh, also, I was forced to watch this movie a billion times because my roommate in college would watch it at least twice a week. once every two weeks, maybe. Somebody's there with a calculator, just like, it was six when this came out. 
college we watched when this came out. Hmm. I'm 37. <laughs> he aged one year as we record this. Ron, what grade do you give I this film? I give this film an A+, and I think it is the second best film in the MCU. Wow. Bold statement. It's a hot take. Mikey, what do you think? I'm going to have to agree, A+. It's uh, definitely top five. Prob- if you lump Infinity War and Endgame together as like one, which it kind of is, it's top three hmm. for sure. Um, it's per, per, almost perfect all around. It's a uh, it, it's a great team up, great character build up. It, it it the characters really build off one another. It's uh, I think the villain could have been a little bit better. I don't think reusing Loki was the thing I would have done. But then when we got Thanos at the end that you saw he was behind it all, I was like, whoa, okay, I get it. I like it. It really improves my opinion on it. Um, all around, solid movie. I mean, <laughs> I really have more to say about the bad ones than I do about the good ones. But this one was, I think Joss Whedon hit a home run. Uh, I think he hit a grand slam. He broke a window in the parking lot kind of home run. He... <laughs> he did. He got checked for steroids immediately <laughs> after the game. Oh yeah, he did, he worked wonders on this one, and it's put that boy on the list. Uh, <laughs> I think what I liked most about it was the way the characters interacted with each other. I think when they fight each other and they skirmish in the beginning or the middle, uh, beginning middle, you see Cap and Tony going at it, which kind of foreshadows events to come. The characters themselves show who they are. Like Cap, when he has that line in the plane, and somebody's like something about like Thor being a god, and he goes, uh, "It's only one god, man. He doesn't dress like that." And it's like that's and the- he jumps to his death. <laughs> and that's like that's that's Steve Rogers. It's 1940s America. That's what he is. And it's like that clashing with modern day. I just became anti-war Tony Stark mixed with I'm a god and I like to have a good time and I have the mind of a teenager Thor and everybody else in between it's just awesome like Joss did it and I think it served as a good model for future movies to come we don't necessarily see that with some of the future ones until we get to Infinity War and Endgame but it's solid at the time deserved all the money should have made more money. Um, I remember the hype for this movie was nuts. You could not get tickets for it uh, at all. Like I had to go to like three different theaters at midnight to go find it. I this movie made me sick the first time I saw this movie because I watched it in 3D. It's the only movie I've seen in 3D in the theaters. <laughs> this movie almost gave me a urinary tract infection. <laughs> I held in my pee probably the entirety of the final fight and i loved every second of it wow i I will say though probably the one downside to this movie is the beginning is admittedly like after the whole like chase with loki uh out of the avengers facility is pretty slow but i mean once this thing gets going i mean it really gets going all right guys you got any final thoughts on phase one solid the second best phase
not the worst phase. The worst phase is to come. Is to come. This is the second best phase for sure. It's, it started it all. They were going through the bumps in the road, ironing things out. But um, that is what it is. It's great. Yeah. Thank you for being with us on this journey. Uh, stay tuned for phase two when we dive into that. And then phase three, and then followed by what was announced for phase four and our opinions on what we want to see. If you want to tell us what you think and give us your opinions on it, you can follow us on Twitter at PopCultureFed. Uh, you can follow me personally at MikeTheBorg9. Matt, where can everybody find you? Uh, I don't believe in traditional social media. I use smoke signals. Okay. Thank you for polluting the earth. Yeah, no problem. And Ron, you can reach him at PopCultureFed. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Bye, Mom. Bye.